We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lourdes by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lourdesdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. How blessed are these shepherds we hear about tonight. Those shepherds who had the privilege to look upon the face of God. That singular grace. Something that when they left and they told other people, people were amazed just at hearing their witness. that They had seen the face of God. Something that had been announced to them. Something that they left, an experience from which they left glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. They had seen the face of God. This is something that everyone longs for, um, and a particular desire of the people of God, the people Israel in the past, and the people of God today. That's all of us. We long to see the face of God. Imagine what that moment would have been like for the shepherds. To go to Bethlehem, they were probably close by, but to go into town and to get to this um, manger. We're not sure exactly what that looks like. Maybe it was a cave. Maybe it was an, a piece of a house. And they're looking for some, something, something that was promised to them. That they would find a baby lying in the manger, but they didn't know what they would find. They didn't know that they would look upon the face of God. And they go, and if you're looking for a baby, to whom do you look? You know, you show up, Who are you going to ask? You're going to ask the mother. You're going to look to the mother who directs their attention to this child. And there they encounter God himself, the face of God. What an amazing moment. This is something that we all long for um, and something that is announced to us, the possibility of which is announced to us in, um, in the readings from the Old Testament today. We hear about the blessing of the priests. Israel is told to go to your priests, and they will bless you. And they say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and give you peace. May he turn his countenance to you, that's his face, and be gracious to you. This was the blessing. This is the blessing for all of us who long to see the face of God, to be in the presence of God. The image here is um, a metaphor that refers to the sun shining. That God is like the sun whose face shines upon us, who warms us, provides us with, uh, with life, provides us with strength, saves us from the darkness and the cold, and the sun that is risen, that looks upon us, that we can't look at. Think on that. We can't look at the sun, but the sun looks on us provides for us. Thank you, Lord, for the sun. So much is given to us. And this is, this is meant to be an image for God. Let the Lord's face shine upon us. Imagine what life would be like if every day you or I um, witnessed a sunrise or a sunset. Have you ever seen the sunrise or the sunset and just been moved by the beauty of this experience? by the glory of creation, you know, this unnecessary beauty that comes from the sun. 
and is, is bridged by the earth, this kind of encounter with the sun that is so incredibly beautiful, it could stir up in us a desire to see the sun, to see the sun in its perfection. What is it? What is that thing that gives us life, that provides for us constantly, that makes the world so beautiful, and um, that is always shining upon us? But I, I don't know if you're like this, but I take the sun for granted sometimes. I don't pay attention to the sunrise and the sunset all the time. One Lent, I made a, a resolution to see the sunrise or the sunset every day, and it was the best Lent ever. Uh, I don't know why I don't do that all the time, but I don't. Uh, we take the sun for granted, you know. Did you notice today that the sun was shining? Do you notice every day that the sun is shining? Sometimes there's those indications, those, those points where uh, we see the beauty and we're reminded of the sun. And we can be grateful for the sun. But the sun is always there providing for us. It's just something that kind of gets forgotten. It's taken for granted. There was a, a, a very impressive thing that I had seen a, a couple of years ago. Um, I'm going to need fact checkers. Um, please don't access your phone now. <laughs> but if you know, you can tell me afterward. Um, I think it was a couple years ago. It was, I think, in the summer there was a total solar eclipse. Can any of you see that total solar eclipse? It was um, something that happens very rarely when it comes to your town, right? I'm not sure. I mean, see, this is where we need the fact checking. I, I think it happens every few centuries. I don't know, I'm making that up. It's a, it, it's a long time. It, it doesn't happen um, for, to, during everyone's lifetime, even. You know, here's a moment. And um, I traveled with some friends up to Casper, Wyoming, because I was told that you have to be within this um, kind of band that they were, they were talking about the line of totality. It was kind of an epic title for this band where the, uh, the eclipse can be seen perfectly. And I didn't know if the trip was worth it. We had to go out of our way. There's tons of traffic. It was like a day's worth of traffic uh, to get to, to this line of totality. And then we stood out in a field, and uh, everyone puts on these glasses, you know, so you can look at the sun. And they shield the eyes somehow. It's very it, it, um, unadvised to look straight at the sun for all you kids, um, for all you older kids, uh, without these glasses. So you got the glasses. You can look at the sun. It's, not, it's just kind of there. And then you're waiting for this moment when the moon um, covers the line of sight, and then you can take off the glasses for a few seconds. And I had been told what this was going to be like, and people so excited, they said, oh, there, you, there's nothing like it. You're never going to see anything like it. And I kind of believed them. Um, it only happens once every three centuries or whatever I said. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, I, I didn't know what it was going to be. I didn't know what that sight was actually going to hold, and it was a profound experience. This, the, the moon covers the sun, and if you're, if you're in this space, and you can look straight at it, and you can take off the glasses, for just a few moments, there's this sparkling that happens around the, around the moon, and on, just on the outline of, this, uh, of the sun. It's called the corona. There's a name for it, and it's a particular 
phenomenon. And it's absolutely beautiful. Um, unlike anything I had ever seen, I was moved. When we saw the corona, I was like in silent shock and awe. And, uh, but everyone's reaction was different. There were people who were crying. They were so moved by the beauty. There were people who were amazed, um, people who were shouting. There was one lady who was playing this weird violin thing. <laughs> there was this guy who was running up and down the field with a flag, and he was just <laughs> super stoked. Uh, it was amazing, and it elicits this kind of reaction, like you, can't, you just don't know what to expect. You don't even know what to expect from yourself with such beauty. Um, and it's something that happens rarely, and it's something that comes only because of the phenomenon of the fact that the, the moon is there. The moon that you, you wouldn't see otherwise kind of sneaks up and creates this very beautiful phenomenon that, that complements the sun in all of its glory. I loved it. It was beautiful. Um, I suggest seeing it even if you have to travel to the ends of the earth, whatever you have to do. Um, but it's the kind of experience that sticks with you. I mean, that memory is deep, um, that beautiful thing. And I can't really explain why it is so profound. I've seen some very beautiful things over the years. I've had some very profound experiences, but that one sticks in my memory. Um, I imagine that this is what this image of the scriptures is giving us, to look upon the face of God, to look upon the sun. Um, a classic um, image for Our Lady is the moon. This one that, uh, in itself, it doesn't produce the light, but it reflects the beautiful light of the sun. Um, it reminds us constantly that the sun is there, even when it's dark outside, when the sun is not shining. It reminds us uh, that there's always hope and there's always light in the darkness. I mean, it's a beautiful image for Our Lady, no? And at times, it can, it can be the gateway to seeing something so profound as this total eclipse. And Our Lady is a gateway that provides this opportunity to see God, to see the face of God. This, this very quiet presence that we can take for granted, that we can ignore. Um, a lot of people don't know about God, and yet God is shining upon them, giving them grace, guiding their life. Uh, we're the ones who try to recognize that, right? The Christian is the one who, who um, has seen something and tries not to take that for granted. Now, God is shining upon us all the time. His grace is with us all the time. But there's something advisable here in this celebration today of Theotokos, the mother of God, that invites us to go to Mary in order to see the face of God. Because unlike the total solar eclipse, our ability to witness the face of God, something changes in baptism, something changes that gives us the ability to look at the face of God. But what reminds us of this beautiful and profound presence that is constantly with us is that lady, our lady, that directs our attention and allows us to see through her humanity, through her prayers, through her simplicity, through her love, through her yes, her fiat. She opens that gateway so that we can have that 
profound in, encounter. We can um, not only have the sun look upon our face and give us grace, but we can, we can do what people have longed to do for forever. So my suggestion is that we go to, to Mary. We go to Mary this year um, in order to receive that grace, to live there in that place of the sun shining upon us. Imagine if, if, you know, imagine that we're homeless and we're out on the street. It gets cold, it gets dark, and we're waiting, waiting for the sun. That's the experience of the spiritual life sometimes. But unlike the sun coming back and then going away, this is the kind of sunshine that can warm our hearts so completely that the night is no longer cold, that there is no cold. The presence of God that fills our soul God not only looks on us, but he gives us of himself. He fills us with his Holy Spirit. He transforms us into Jesus. He feeds us with his body, blood, soul, and divinity in the sacraments, in the Eucharist. This is a profound reality that I can't appreciate, but there are, there are moments of grace when you just see something so beautiful that you can't forget it. You know? And we long for that. We long for that always. There's something about the spiritual life, about the Christian life, that we can access that grace always. If we stay close to Mary, it's, it's more likely than ever. Well, this one who directs us and provides for us. We need that. We need that grace. We need that help. We need that strength and the warmth from being living in the presence of God. So I suggest we go to Mary this year. Um, people are making... Uh, what do you call these, resolutions right now? I don't know if any of you get into that thing. Some people do, some people don't. Um, the beginning of the year, the end of the last one, we are, we're always going to be better. And you know how all these resolutions go. Um, good luck with them. You know, pray for me too. I'll try to do some stuff, I guess. Um, <laughs> we're, we're mind, body, spirit, and soul. And you have to have some kind of desire for growth in each of those realms. You know, a lot of people pick the body. That's kind of the easy one. And I went to the gym today, and there were a lot of people at the gym. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people at the gym the next couple of weeks. Um, that's good. It's good for the body. Take care of your body. You know? Choose that diet. Do the whatever. You know? um, Peloton, I think, is kind of in these days. I forget. I don't know all these things like in, on TV. I remember. I haven't watched TV for a long time. I remember Bowflex. Um, <laughs> any of you know about Bowflex? So you got to make resolutions. Resolutions help us, you know. But make resolutions for your mind. Read books. Think about setting a goal for your mind, you know. Have, a, have an intellectual conversation with somebody, you know. Pay attention to something you hadn't the year before. It's good for your mind. Do something for your spirit. Just that lifts your spirit. It gives you peace. Watch the sunset, you know. Say something nice to someone every day. Um, the Boy Scouts taught me, I wasn't even a Boy Scout, my brother was, but the Boy Scouts taught me a line, do a good turn daily. And that provides for the spirit. It really does. You know? Just do something little, do something. And then the soul. You have to have a goal for the soul. And I don't know what you want to make for your goal for the soul, this resolution. Um, 
My suggestion is something that has to do with Mary. If you want to get close to Jesus this year, the Catholics have the privilege of knowing the gateway to grace. Do something that involves Mary. Um, I'm going to put out these little cards. I don't know how this is going to work with Father Brian, so uh, we'll see how complicated this gets. I'm going to put out some cards, and my kind of resolution is to pray for the parishioners more and to pray very intentionally for the parishioners. So my idea is that if, if you pray a rosary each week um, or some, at some point in the week, then you write down your, um, your, your intention. Maybe make it one for each family, uh, an intention that you have, and then I will promise now, this is you know, kind of getting myself in deep, I will promise to pray a decade of my rosary at some point that, that this next week after I receive these uh, intentions for your intention. And we'll do this as long as it lasts. I'll put out these, these cards. You can take them, and then you bring them back. I'll put a basket in the back, and uh, at least at my masses, I'll try to convince Father Brian that we can do it at, at his too. Um, but I, will, I promise to pray for you. I'm trying to get closer to Our Lady, and your prayers, um, your intentions, your interests, your desires are helpful to your priests. You know, we want to help you, and it's a great gift to us to have that um, kind of investment, that accountability to be able to pray for you. So that's, did you understand the offer? Pray a, pray a rosary during the week. Give me your intention, and I'll pray a decade of my rosary I pray the rosary. I try to pray the rosary every day, but I'm trying to do that um, more faithfully. Okay? Uh, you don't have to do that. You could do anything. I suggest some sort of act of charity is a good one. Um, prayers, of course. A lot of Catholics are only accustomed to doing these things during Lent. Um, that's good. It's at some point in the year. But take care of your soul. Care about your soul. God cares for your soul, and Our Lady cares for your soul. So whether or not you do anything, that sun is going to shine, and our souls are going to grow. That's the great gift of God. Try to live in gratitude for that gift. You know, it's hard to always recall and stay present, and not to take for granted the presence of God shining upon us. Uh, let us allow Our Lady, invite Our Lady to guide our way this year.